Hi, everyone, and thanks for listening in. Welcome to Leading Well, where we get to know leaders and how they make it happen. I'm your host, Tim Davis. And I'm his co-host, Alyssa. Let's meet our guest today. Morning. Thanks for having us. Lewis Ryswick, owner of AJ's Hideaway Bar and Grill and KBZY Radio. And Leslie Ryswick, I'm his spouse and community volunteer. Awesome. There we go. Awesome. Well, as tradition around uh, this show is just dive right in. And so if we jump back into childhood, like where were each of you born? Uh, yeah, that type of thing. Ladies first. All right. I was born in Coos Bay, Oregon of seven and uh, kind of migrated up here when I was about five. So I lived in the Salem area, Salem-Kaiser area most of my life. Okay. Nice. Uh, I was born in Ontario, Oregon. Um, we lived there for a year, came back to Salem for a year, went back to Ontario for a year, and then been here ever since. So about since three. Cool. Yeah. So if you were looking at like elementary school, what do you guys remember of, uh, you know, elementary school? What were you like? Little Lewis and Leslie. Yes. Um, we moved around quite a bit. So my dad and mom moved up from Coos Bay and uh, we landed kind of in the Turner Jefferson area. Um, for those younger years, then I went to Turner Elementary, Jefferson Elementary, and probably like five other schools in Salem-Kaiser <laughs> before I landed at McKinley Elementary and then kind of grew up in the South Salem area and then uh, migrated over to uh, high school over in the McKay area. So I went to South and then went to McKay. Okay, Very cool. cool. Yeah. For me, I went to a Kaiser Elementary um, when it was on River Road up until the fourth grade. Then it moved over by our house, which was only like five blocks away, and yeah. stayed there from four through six. Whitaker uh, Middle School, and then graduated from McNary. There we go. Dang. Go Celts. Yeah. Yeah. So. What'd you guys like to do? Were you with sports, music, or work? What was that? Uh, I was the apparently the dweeb in, in school. Got made fun of and picked on until 10th grade. Um, but I did do sports. Uh, I wasn't the strongest for the best athletics so I went into running and then my junior year my coach made me go out for swimming and cross country so I would be one of the better 400 runners in track and field so that's what oh I did my gosh the 400 like that's one of the most <laughs> brutal races there is in track and field yeah people might think the mile or whatever no like try running at 95 percent for the entire lap uh, yeah no oh, yeah and I did it, it, I hated it yeah and then they made me do the long relay and yeah it was it was yeah. good times until like the last three races. Then they let me do the two hundred. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> how about you, girl? Um, I was pretty much a jock. I was pretty much that tomboy. I was a little feral uh, when we were younger. I was like <laughs> five, riding a three wheeler, like doing all the things yes. that my brothers were doing. So I was kind of buried between boys. Um, so kind of just. A recluse, like just wild kid, uh, anything that had a ball or anything that I could do to stay physically active, I did. So I played all the sports, softball, um, football with my brothers, not organizationally. Um, basketball was my love. So that was where okay. I kind of landed. I was a good runner. So just all the things, just kept myself busy. Yeah. Yep. Yep. What uh in high school, like, what did you do? I mean, sports uh, was extracurricular. Was there anything else that you guys were interested in? Did you go to all the pep rallies, you know, that type of thing? Uh, I did. We went to a lot of the football games. Um, at the end of my freshman year, there was a flyer on one of the tables in the in the commons area, and it was for a breakaway with Young Life. And so mm. I had no clue what Young Life was and had never gone to Young Life before. So I told my parents I wanted to go, and they said okay, and I went to it. And so then for the next 
three years, I was heavily involved in Young Life, went to all the camps, and then afterwards did some work crew and some other things like that. But that was one of the, the big extracurricular things that we did, and our group of friends was highly into Young Life as well, so that made it kind of fun and to have that group of friends to do that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. and then for people who don't maybe are listening and don't know what Young Life is, like what does Young Life do? Uh, Young Life is just, it's a non-affiliated Christian group that just gets together, introduces uh, kids to to Christ and God and all that kind of stuff. And it, for me, it was it was a cool path because it, you know, helps me keep it on the right path and, mm. you know, it teaches me the... The, the way that you should be, at least the way I feel you should be in, right. in life growing up yeah. and, and things like that and what you do and helps mold you into, you know, idealistically what you become into the future and things like that. So, so yeah, so from, like I said, for me, it, it was really good. And, and eventually someday I would like to get back into to Young Life and, and be a leader and, and do that kind of stuff. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah Young Life's a great organization. Uh, they meet in our facility on, on uh, Mondays, most Mondays. Uh, they'll be in McNary's version. They'll be moving over to the Grange, and, and so they can expand, you know, a little bit. So, yeah, it's a, it's a good good organization. I mean, and, you know, you're going to find you're gonna find community one way or the other, so much better off for it to be a positive community. Oh, yeah, right? absolutely. <laughs> yeah, true. yeah. So, how about you? Other than sports, anything that fancied you a favorite subject? Uh, well, I pretty much ate, <laughs> slept basketball. Okay. You know, so I'd get up in the morning, we'd have practice before school, uh, do that, go to school, fall asleep in my last period class, go play basketball some more until the street lights went off and wow. kind of do it all over again. But um, I moved around in high school, so I, I was out South Salem and then... Uh, Ended up living with my aunt, my cousin during my teenage years, and they had like 20 kids, it felt like, that I kind of <laughs> wrangled. So I was always the the mom, you know, kind mm. of taking them to the park with me and doing all the stuff outdoors, uh, rollerblading. Uh, it was one of my passions back then. And um, I did fall into Young Life. Uh, Brandon Lorman was my Young Life leader in high school. She was also my basketball coach. So she kind of kept me grounded. Um, so mm. I think she saw I was a kid that was a little feral <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that needed some wrangling <laughs> in. It's yeah. my new favorite word. There um, you go. Maybe but, just be on a t-shirt. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And she went to uh, Western Baptist, I believe, before it was Corbin. And she mm. kind of just, she was awesome. And she was a good mentor. And so mm. I had that um, throughout those years and great coaches. So What uh, what position did you play in basketball? Uh, I was a post. So okay. <laughs> I was not tall, uh, but... My freshman year at South, uh, two girls broke their pinky fingers at the same time. That happened to be about six foot. And so I was scrappy. I was yeah. feral. So they're like, Leslie's got some elbows and she's kind of mean. Yeah. And I had brothers. She so. can pull down rebounds. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. I wasn't that good. I just had passion. So I really sucked. <laughs> and people, especially in high school, like it's more intimidating when people when people are like, really really at you it's like a little bit more intimidating because you're not used to it yeah they don't know what you're gonna get and i i had pretty sharp elbows so i was a beanpole (laughs) though i was like 110 pounds for almost five eights that's the that's the third string but you know you get five fouls a game so yeah i I was pretty sneaky i had brothers i know how to get an elbow in so i i just played tough and had fun doing it so that's cool yeah so um Let's talk a little bit about what you guys do work-wise and that type of thing. So what's what's AJ's Hideaway? What's that look like? Uh, AJ's Hideaway is bar and grill. Um, serve breakfast, lunch, dinner. We have a 
I guess a little upstairs area that we call the restaurant portion of of the bar. And uh, I want to say after about three or four years, we were doing poker, and some of our patrons were like, "Oh, you should you should make your your bar minor friendly because you know we want to we'd love to come and bring our kids in here versus going somewhere else. I mean, we spend sixty seventy dollars somewhere else, we're going to spend forty or you know fifty dollars here, and you get better portions and better food, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. So. Within that month, I made it minor friendly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we also that. started a family, so that, you uh, know, like yeah. shortly into that, mm-hmm. that kind of changed his perspective, I think, a little bit. Yeah, so we did that, um, and it just continuously grew and grew, and, we, and I, I made it only minor friendly until 8 o'clock because I still believed in, you know, it, it is a bar, and, you know, the later it gets, the more people drink, and the less their filters stay on, and I didn't want kids to be surrounded yeah. by that kind of environment, and so, you know, mm-hmm. for a conscious thing, I said, okay, everyone else, all the kids out by 8 o'clock, and then whatever they do after that is, is you know, up to them, and, and yeah. so definitely always try to keep, you know, everyone in mind and best interest of, of sure. everybody and things like that, and, and everyone seems to love it. I mean, we're always we're always busy. We always have kids up there, and, and they're eating and all that kind of good stuff, and it doesn't seem to ruin anyone's experience on either side of the of the wall, so. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, and you guys got great food, uh, uh, great clean place. Oh, yeah, thank you. Cool. Yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of work, a lot of work since COVID. Uh, the wife made me do some work when we were shut down. She goes, okay, well, now that we're shut, so we're going to start doing this. And it's a perfect time. <laughs> so then all of a sudden we painted a fireplace and we put new floors in and tore up carpet and did we did the back of the bar and now we got new new women's bathroom and all sorts of fun things. And Good job. Yeah, that's cool. And then uh, you guys also own KBZY Radio. Yeah. How long have you owned that? Uh, since December of 2020. Okay. So unfortunately the... Uh, the previous owner had passed away, I want to say, at the summer of 19, and the crew was all scrambling, and they went into panic mode of, oh, what are we going to do? Our station, someone's going to come in, they're going to change it, it's not going to be you know, the classic hits, we're not going to have the same format, it's going to go to talk, all the fears that everyone always has when someone comes in and buys it. So my um, executive salesperson was like, hey, do you want to buy a radio station? And I'm like, well, I, mean, I guess I could. <laughs> Isn't that the way every deal goes right? down? <laughs> and they're like, really? And I'm like, I mean, I could. I got to talk to my financial person. But yeah, and so I did. And and uh, it ended up working out. It took a while. Um, it ended up, we had to end up going for interviews and things like that. And they decided to go with someone else. And then he didn't like the deal. And for me, I didn't really care. So I, I told the guy that was doing it, I said, here's your choice. I go, you can either choose me or I'm out. I don't, I either way, I don't care. I just... I don't want to sit here and sit on the fence anymore. And so he decided to go with me instead and and uh, and just kind of move forward since then. I mean, one of the things that when I discussed it with the wife and, and all the family members is KBZY used to be really big back in the day. I mean, I remember everywhere you go, it was 1490 KBZY. You saw them everywhere, banners, trucks, and, and all this kind of stuff. And, and you don't, to me, we don't see it as much anymore. And so one of the things that we really wanted to do when we, decided that we were going to purchase the business was to get back into the community and get back seen again and, and be everywhere and do everything. And we've done a pretty good job so far with trying to be in like the fairs and our fairs. And, you know, I've really tried to bring KBZY back or out into Kaiser and doing a lot of community stuff out here as well. And, you know, with the help of, of Leslie, we're, you know, just made a new website and, and doing some different things to continuously grow and continuously get more advertisers to come in so you could go out and be seen more in different places and, and really use our platform for good. I mean, 
there's been a lot of things that the wife has said, you need to go in here and do an interview. And so she'll go and say, hey, I plugged this person in. And so they come in and they get to do their, their interview and get their, their message out. And so it's, it's, it, for us, it's been, it's been fun because we get to do the, the fun things and, you know, yeah. not, not a lot of money in radio, but it, it was, it's never about the money. At least yeah, not right. for me. I'm never going to do anything to get rich. It's, you know, I don't have all the houses and the, the properties and all that kind of fun stuff. I'd like to, but I, right. you know, that's not my forte. It's, it's what can I do to be more involved with the family? And then what can I do to, you know, obviously help the community and help community grow and become better and, and better for the kids and better for, you know, whatever there is out there for, for it to do instead of all the negative, try to help bring yeah. positive. Yeah. Yeah, that's one thing I appreciate about you guys. You know, you're very involved in the community. I know you, you know, serve on the board at Chamber and, you know, we see each other all the time at uh, different, different community minded meetings and, and so on. I think, uh, just, you know, for our listeners, these are people that are doers, right? They're not going to just talk about it, right? Uh, Dick with Nell's comment would be like a big hat, no cattle, right? I mean, somebody just wants to talk about it, but not actually get involved, you mm-hmm. know, and so I, I don't really have time for folks like that and i know you guys don't either so yeah yeah i really appreciate it about about you guys so and i didn't know actually i didn't i hadn't met you guys before covid really because like i hadn't worked in the done any greeters things like that i'd have figured you guys have owned the radio station forever i didn't know it was just 2020 oh yeah so you guys seem very involved very knowledgeable about it which is awesome yeah i had no idea yeah we got i mean it's been, we've been very lucky. Like when I started with the chamber, it was just kind of like I just did it to bring in a different avenue and then, you know, started to get a little bit more involved. And then when the wife went on the board, became even more involved. And yes. now it seems like everywhere I turn, I'm like, next thing you know, I'm doing the the bar service at Kaiserfest. I'm like, yeah. wait, how'd that happen? I'm, I'm not even on the board. How it's voluntold. Like, yeah, it's voluntold. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what would be one of the biggest surprises to you, like before you owned the radio station, this is for either of you, you know, compared to what's something that surprised you about it? I think that the thing that comes to mind it is, is that it's, you've got very dedicated people that have had a lot of years in that industry. Um, so there's a lot of people that keep coming back, which is weird, right? You think they're like done with radio and then they're just moving around and radio people just like cooks and everything else they kind of work in that same industry but we've been very fortunate to be able to retain the staff that we have um, and keep the heart of the station which is really the guys that are putting in the work so um, I think we have a lot to be grateful for them you know and they they've done a tremendous job just kind of keeping us you know in the know I guess with everything that we need to learn only a couple years into the station so yeah Mm, yeah, it's amazing the the years that they have and the experience, like she was saying, and the knowledge that they do. I learn every day. But I think one of the other things that amazes me about it that you don't really think about is, is some people think that that radio is a dying entity. But I can't tell you like going out and people constantly like, oh, we listen to your station, we listen to your station, we listen to your station. And it's like, oh, that's really kind of cool. You would think with all the, you know, iHeart or the streaming or the Sirius or, or all that kind of stuff that radio is going to go to the wayside and. And I've come to the conclusion that I don't know unless the FCC decides they're taking AM away or things like that, that we would, 
that would ever go away. I mean, I think my favorite my favorite event was the Marion County Fair. I can't tell you how many people came up and told me that they used to listen to us in the Berry Fields with their transistor radio. And I mean, it was like story after story after story. And it was like, I and it never got old. I enjoyed listening to every single one of them. And one person said, yeah, every single Berry Picker had a transistor radio and everyone in every row was listening to KBZY. So that's awesome. Yeah, it's just pretty cool. And because you just, like I said, you just wouldn't think that, but it really is, it's a, it's a strong station and really community base so so um yeah when it comes to community how about like house parenting you know you guys got two boys you know well, we have four. I oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> got the oldest and the young. Yeah. yeah, so yep. 21, 20, uh, 9, and 8. Yeah. So he he took in my two um, from previous relationship and was a great uh, father to them. And then we had a couple more. It was either I go back to school for nursing or we have kids. And he wanted kids. And so I was Good fertile choice. and had babies. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean. It's 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 fun. It's also a challenge. I mean, you, sure. you you got the world that that goes against you. You know, we don't we don't allow our kids necessarily on social media. They don't get to go on the phones unless our son decides at two in the morning he's sneaking in and getting on the phone. <laughs> How long oh, were you no. on it? How long were you on it? Two hours. Oh my lord! But you know, trying yeah. to keep keep them off of that because you know, I, I listened to to someone and they talked about Matthew McConaughey actually, and I listened to one of his his speeches that he did, and he and their kids like fifteen and sixteen, and he says we don't want you know, strangers raising our kids. We want them yes. to experience life. And then after you experience life, then you can make your decisions and you can start, you know, seeing the world from from different different views. And and that's the way that even growing up, even with her kids, I'm like, I want them to go outside. I want them to play. I want them to be kids. And I'm not going to tell you what to do. You go out, you have fun, but you're not going to sit in the house. You're not going to watch TV. I never was allowed to do that. And, you know, and, and look I, how I turned out. Right. right? Look yeah, at me exactly. now. No. Yeah. But, you know, I, I think that that's a, a big part of, of being a kid is being a kid, not not yeah. having to phone for a babysitter or not listening to social media and not going, oh, I need to look a certain way or I need to do this, mm. I need to do that. So those are mm. the big challenges when it comes to kids and, and things like that. Like I just listened to my son talk about the chip challenge, the one chip challenge that that he was talking about how his friend was going to be dumb because he they went bottom because they're recalling them all and he's going to do it. And it's just like, yeah. it's like, man, you just, you can't be involved in that kind of stuff. And so just really trying to parent and monitor and, and decide what's going to be the right direction. Is this the right direction? Is that the right direction? What can we do? And being a cohesive parenting group and, and deciding together and say, okay, this is our stance. This is what we're going to do and deal with the outbreaks and the the pushbacks and the screaming and the yelling. And it's definitely trying, but I mean, we know sure. that we know that at the end, you know, my philosophy too is your job as a parent with them growing up is being their parent, and then when they decide that they're ready to leave the house, then you can be their friend. Right. So you can't yeah. be their friend and parent because it's it's hard. Sure. I mean, you can, but I mean, it's a lot harder to say you can and can't do this. Well, why? Well, it doesn't really matter. It's because I know the direction you should go, and you can make your choice after that when it's all said and done. So right, but I'm on the hook till then. Yeah, yeah. And so, I'm, the one, I'm the one responsible. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm the one that yeah. pays for everything. I'm the one that does this. And my philosophy too is, and I and I told the older kids this before they moved out. My job is to make you a a successful contributing member to society, and what you do after that is on is on you. But yeah. growing up, we're going to do that. And both those two kids are they've done a great job. Tristan saved a bunch of money because he worked and was dedicated to that and Audrey has been dedicated to sports with the help of her mom and and stayed focused on that and now is you know junior at Portland State playing and I you know she came from a different school and transferred in and is playing full games so it's wow. just really cool to watch and really proud of, of, of both of them so go Vikings huh yeah <laughs> there you go 
Yeah. Yeah. I tell people all the time, like I knew I always wanted to be a father, you know, like growing up, just it's always been in me, you know, so to speak. But uh, I would say that it's maybe a hundred times more challenging, but like 500 times more rewarding than I envisioned it. You know, I mean, no comparison. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And you guys, I think, have done a great, I mean, I've only met the younger kids, right? And that's why I think maybe we thought we only had two because the other ones are grown and they're, you know, they're not hanging out at the events that we go to, (laughs) but they have really sweet kids. They're uh, I just, for me, I want them to be good humans. And so being empathetic and understanding and loving everybody, because I explain I was probably that stinky kid or I was that kid that <laughs> got made fun of, you know, at some point or had didn't brush my hair, which is true story. And I said, you don't know where that kid's been. Yeah. So I think trying to teach them to be um, looking at their surroundings a little bit different because a lot of times it's not the kids fall, you know, and also just to try to be, um, good to people, you know, like those, those are lifelong lessons and work hard. I I tell them like, nothing is for free. (laughs) Like, you know, you have to work hard, like mom and dad aren't going to pay for school. Like that's just not possible. So you need to earn your way. And I think both, uh, the older kids have done that. And I think they're very grateful, um, you know, and with Lewis, I think in that guidance, because he had parents like that, it just helped, you know, kind of raise them a little bit differently. I hope that this next generation of kids, uh, you know, the other two are going to do the same thing and just learn how to work hard and, and treat people well. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Um, if you think in, uh, to some of the things you've learned along the way, what's maybe one that sticks out to maybe each of you? Like it's a piece of advice, it's a principle, it's a guideline, it's a rule. Uh, you know, what's something that you feel like you've? Oh, I, I really like that, and I I'm trying to apply it and use it, and I think it's effective. Whether that's from a leadership, a business owner, parenting, it could be any subject. I'd say, like recently at church, uh, you don't lo- do life alone. Hmm. Right. So we're reliant on not just ourselves, but God and also our community and people around us. And so I think um, putting people around you that are going to be in your corner when you do well, or even if you're not doing well, that can kind of see that and and support you, I think is super important. So just know that, you know, even if you're going through something, you're not alone. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think that, you know, Doing things for people. I think that, you know, my philosophy is I'll do anything for anybody. You know, I my goal is to help out and, and do what's best for people. And what can I do to help further and help to do things like that? And, you know, because to me, if more people are successful, you're more successful, right? So the yeah. more that I help out here, then, you know, I don't do it because of it. But then, you know, our business is, is, is more highlighted, right? AJ's is busier because Leslie dedicates her time and cares about the community. And so she's out there you know, doing this and doing that. And half the time I don't even see her sometimes. She's like, I'm going here, I'm going here. I'm like, okay, see you in a couple of weeks, you know. <laughs> and uh, But in doing that, it's, it's you know, it's helped the businesses as well, right? So, sure, you know, and it's the same thing for those people as well. We, you know, we, you know, they're out there and we see them and they're helping out the community. So then, you know, we obviously go support them and they see the same with us and we support them. I think it's just, I think it's really just, it's community and it's, it's being there for people. I watched my dad, uh, was it seemed like he was involved in everything and everyone loved him and everyone came to him and he would do anything for anybody and anyone yeah. would do anything for him. And so for me, I, my 
kind of live my life the same way. I'll do anything yep. for anybody. And, and ironically, it turns around and anyone will do anything for me. So it's, it's kind of a cool. Yeah. And it's a rewarding experience, right? Giving oh, yeah. part of us away. And then the other thing is like the, the term I, I heard basically just a different way of you saying it was uh, high tide raises all boats, right? So yeah. if AJ's and KBZY is doing well and the rec is doing well and Battle Mention is doing well, then the whole community benefits, whether you're another restaurant owner, a radio station, right. an educator, right? That's the point. If we can, if we can help uh, our community, then everybody benefits, whether that's a direct financial uh, benefit is irrelevant to a certain extent. So, yeah. You know. I think it's probably the same for you too. You, you don't do things with expectations, right? You don't do things uh, because you want something in return. You do things to better something, right? I mean, look at all the stuff that you do and, and things like that. I mean, that's, that's a testament to that. You're, you're not doing it for yourself. There's no gain for you, but you're right. doing it for community, for kids, for, for everything, which is a really fantastic thing yeah. to do yeah. and for any like younger people like a lot of times it takes time to build up that like reputation like you're saying you watch your dad and it takes a long time usually to build up that reputation of serving the community and doing those things and something that leslie said was um like we're not meant to be like alone it's like community is important and i just watched an episode of something that says like for anybody who doesn't have that yet it like you there's people out there and there's a community out there for you whether that's something that you have right now or something you need to search a little bit longer for so i think it's important i like that but yeah, it looks like we're running out of time here. Um, if anybody wants to hear anything more about like what KBZY does, you said you just got a new website redone the past couple of years. What What's that website for people to find out more about that? It's just kbzy.com, and you can go there. And we're, we're still taking the train wheels off of it, but trying sure. to get all the community stuff in it and what we're doing and what we're all about. So, And then how about AJ's? Uh, or if people just want to reach out to you and ask you questions about something that our conversation sparked, is there an email address or something you guys... Find me in person. There you go. There you go. <laughs> She's out there. Tuesday mornings, Kaiser Chamber <laughs> yeah. of Commerce. Yeah. Find me out there. I'd rather, yeah. I'd rather see you in person. And there you both, go. And both, both websites should have emails on it, sure. so we could always be contacted that way as well. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you guys for joining us. Thank you, people who are listening live or on a podcasting app. You can find us live on KSLM at 11 a.m. on Saturdays or on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you for listening to Leading Well by Valor Mentoring.